Let us pray. May I speak in the name of the Son, by the power of the Spirit, for the glory of God the Father. Amen. Be strong and courageous. Act in accordance with all the law, so that you may be successful wherever you go. And do not be frightened, for the Lord your God is with you. Those words from the book of Joshua are especially fitting to read on the Feast of St. George. That's the feast we celebrate today. St. George is the patron saint of this parish. He was an early Christian who was martyred by the Romans. A Roman soldier by training, St. George converted to Christianity and gave his property to the poor. All of this took tremendous courage, as Christianity was illegal at the time, and the poor were regularly ignored. So his actions likely won scorn rather than praise. St. George was ultimately beheaded for refusing to recant his belief in Christ during the persecutions of Diocletian in around the year 303. St. George's courage in the face of persecution became so popular that he was made the patron saint of England. And a legend developed several centuries later about him killing a dragon, which, in addition to being cool, is probably a reference to God's victory over sin and evil. Parishes, hospitals, schools have been named for him, as well as a gin martini with a dash of lime juice and blue cheese stuffed olives, which in the spirit of research I had yesterday, and it is quite good. <laughs> St. George's flag, which you've probably seen is the Red Cross on a white field, is the basis for the English flag as well as the flag for the Episcopal Church, which if you're interested, you can see in the rose window in the nave. Simply put, St. George is an inspiration to be courageous for the gospel and active in love for the needy. In this, he's a great example for all Christians. But it might seem a bit strange to follow the great feast of Easter with the celebration of a saint. Doesn't this focus on St. George distract us from the mighty work of God in Christ? by shifting our focus back on human beings? Such a concern is fair to a point, but it misunderstands the purpose of the saints. They actually direct us to God by showing how to follow Christ in difficult circumstances. In fact, it's particularly appropriate to celebrate St. George in the season of Easter, as his courage is an outworking of Easter hope. Jesus' resurrection is the heart of Christian proclamation. It forms our identity and inspires Christian living. Last week, we heard how resurrection hope led the first Christians to become something totally unique in the Roman world, a multi-ethnic community that proclaimed the lordship of Christ and demonstrated God's love by caring for the poor and the sick. All of that was tremendously unpopular in the culture. 
even dangerous. But their hope in the resurrection of the dead made these Christians a uniquely courageous group. They were not frightened because they knew that God was with them. Such hope in the resurrection gave Christians, like St. George, the courage to stand up to the Romans. For St. George knew that God is in control, not the humans that happen to have power at that particular moment in history. So what I want to do for a few minutes this morning is to talk about Christian courage and to show how by imitating St. George, we're doing something that's fitting for all of the baptized. And I have four brief points to make. The first is just to say a bit about what courage actually is. Courage is a character trait that withstands fear. It helps us to remain steadfast in response to threats against the things that we love and the persons whom we love. Importantly, courage is in between. Rashness, on the one hand, which doesn't feel fear at all, and cowardice, which is overcome by fear. A courageous person like St. George and many of the other early Christians were able to withstand the fear of death to proclaim the gospel. And they were able to use what means they had at their disposal to make a positive difference for the poor. In short, this kind of courage comes from resurrection hope. Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. So we should follow Jesus wholeheartedly. That's the first. Second, what's distinct about Christian courage? This is an important question because courage can be displayed in a number of ways. The ancients thought the soldier in battle was the model of courage. As the soldier withstands the fear of death and attains victory. In contrast to this, the early Christians thought the model of courage was actually the martyr as Jesus and St. George were willing to lay down their lives out of love for God and for all in need. Stated simply, Christians saw courage in those who lived not to gain power, but to love God and neighbor in thought, in word, in deed, even if this led to death. Bringing matters closer to home for today, what role can something like baptism play in shaping Christian courage? This is an important question because we're about to have four baptisms. The first thing I want to say about this is that there's a lot of power in the sacraments of the church. I was minding my own business and was confirmed on the feast of a major moral theologian and the next thing I knew, a few years later, I was a professor of moral theology and a priest. So the grace of God in the sacraments can actually shape the trajectory of your life. In this respect, baptism is uniquely important. Baptism is the rite of initiation into Christ's body. And every person here is involved in it. 
Together we renounce evil and sinful desires. We promise to turn to Christ and take responsibility to nurture the faith of the baptized. We commit to a life that trusts in God, obeys God's commands, and enjoys the fellowship of the church. And during the midst of all of this, the priest, the celebrant, will actually pray for the baptized to have the courage to persevere in the Christian life. For it takes courage to proclaim the gospel, to serve Christ in all people, to respect the dignity of each person and to strive for justice and peace. All of those things are part of the baptismal covenant we will make shortly. So Christian courage is an outworking of this sacrament. Finally, what role can Christian courage play in our lives here and now? This is a question that each of us will need to answer in our own way. What challenges will you face this week that require Christian courage? Where can the grace of God give you courage to persevere in the years ahead? It is right to ask for the courage of Christ to enliven your spirit so that you can love others as God loves you. In conclusion, the hope we have in the risen Lord Jesus inspires courage. And a courageous person proclaims the gospel, resists worldly conceptions of power, and is willing to care for the needy regardless of the cost. The life of someone like St. George demonstrates this courage, and it's worth celebrating together as a parish because he points us to Jesus. And Jesus didn't exploit his status as divine for personal gain, but he laid down his life out of love for us. Courage is also an outworking of baptism. For in baptism, we become part of Jesus' body in the world. And we're given courage to live the Christian life. So when you find yourself gripped by fear or weighted down by the cares of the world, take courage. God is in control. He has broken the power of sin and death in the work of Christ, and he sent the Spirit to inspire us to love and do good, even in difficult circumstances. Let us pray. Almighty God, who gave your servant St. George boldness to confess the name of our Savior Jesus Christ before the rulers of the world, and the courage to die for his faith. Grant that we may always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us and to suffer gladly for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.